Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Well, today I want to continue with the topic that I've been looking at over the past couple of weeks. We've been looking at the four core values of this church and how we can continue to practice them even though we're not able to gather together publicly. And if you're new with us this morning or if you forgot what those four values are, here they are. It's devotion to Jesus, commitment to community, living missionally, and gift-oriented serving. And last week, we looked at what it means to live missionally. But today, I want to backtrack a little bit, and I want to look at that first value, devotion to Jesus. You see, it's not an accident that that is first on our list. And the reason that it's there is because it's devotion for Jesus or love for Jesus that is the the foundation for our faith. It's our love for Jesus that, that, uh, that every, out of our love for Jesus, that everything else on this list is lived out. It's the overflow of our love for him. Jesus himself taught this in Mark chapter 12. We get this uh, fascinating account of Jesus speaking with one of the, the religious leaders of his day. And, and this religious scholar, this teacher, he, he came and he asked Jesus, he said, Lord, or Jesus, what is the most important commandment. Of all the commandments, which one is the most important? And the context for this question is that that the Jews lived their life by the Mosaic law, what they call the Torah, and what we know as the first five books of the Old Testament. And the rabbis had studied it diligently, and and they had had discerned that there are 613 commandments that God had given the people of Israel to follow. And the debate had raged among rabbis for centuries, uh, which commandment is the most important? Which one summarizes the law the best? And that's the question that this teacher was asking Jesus. And Jesus responded in a way that would have been very familiar to this teacher. He responded by reciting the Shema. What's the Shema? The the, the Shema is this, this prayer that observant Jews would pray every morning when they woke up and every evening when they went to bed. And it goes like this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Jesus said, this is the greatest commandment. And I love that he puts this he says, this is more important than anything else. And, and I love, by the way, that the, the Jewish people would recite this every morning and every evening, that they would remind themselves that, that their purpose for living, their greatest priority was to love God with all of their heart and soul and mind and strength. And it's the same for us. You see, it's God has put love at the center of our faith. God himself is love. His love for us is what changes us. It's what transforms us. It's what draws us to him. It's what caused him to send Jesus to offer his life for you and for me so that, so that we could be forgiven, that we could be restored to a relationship with God. And it's our love for him that, that keeps our faith alive. 
Our love for God is, is what, I think about it as, as like a lamp. You know, if you, if you have a lamp that just that isn't plugged into its socket, it just sits there like a, just a piece of furniture. But when you plug it in, that light illuminates the room. And when you meet people who love God with all of their heart and all of their soul and all of their mind and all their strength, it, you can tell. There's something about them that just glows you know, I think about the people that have influenced me the most spiritually over the years, uh, whether they're people that have been speakers and on platforms or people that I've just known personally. And when you come across somebody who really loves God in a profound way, you can tell there's a light in their eyes because they're connected to love himself. They're connected, they have a relationship with God that, that, that brings an extraordinary peace and extraordinary trust and faith that just impacts you at a deep level. So Jesus is saying that that it's our love for God that is the foundation of our faith. And everything else we do in in our spirituality is the overflow of that reality. But my question, as we're in this time of uncertainty and disruption and loss and fear, is is what does it look like to be devoted to Jesus, to love God, to obey that first commandment uh, when, when so much is different, so much has changed? How do we do it in this season? Well, earlier this week, Lauren and I had the opportunity to speak with Joe Ewan. And if you don't know who Joe is, um, he is, he's a fisherman from northeast Scotland. But just like the Apostle Peter, he had an encounter with Jesus as a young man, and, and he decided to leave it all behind. He left his fishing business, he sold his boat, and he started a church. And that church is still going today, and it started other churches in northeastern Scotland. And I've known Joe for uh, probably almost 20 years now, and it doesn't take long if you spend time with Joe to realize that he's gifted prophetically. And by that, I mean he hears God with unusual clarity and unusual regularity. And Joe has been a voice in the Antioch movement for a number of years, and he's been a voice in this church for a number of years. In fact, he's on our board of advisors. So Lauren and I sat down and, and we asked him this question about what it means to love God in this season. Let's have a listen. Well, hi, Joe. Yeah, well, it's good to be here and just thankful to the Lord and what he's doing in these days. Yes. Now, we've been talking about, um, about intimacy with God and how important that is in this season. And um, a couple of years ago, you shared a, a, a picture, a vision that you had about that kind of pertains to all that. Could you just walk us through that, share that story with us? Yeah, it was on the 6th of January, 2015. And I woke up with an open vision. It's like, um, you know, you don't know if you're dreaming or what it is, you know, you're just kind of waking up and you're seeing a picture from the Lord. And um, I was in this vision, if you like, I was walking in this village that you would know very well, a place called Proby in the northeast of Scotland. And um, I was walking along this village with a group of people and I got to the end of the village and then um, I noticed out of the corner of my eye the sea disappearing like they tell me happens in a tsunami. And I said, oh my goodness, a big wave coming. So I started to shout to the people with me, get up on higher ground, get up on higher ground. And then I got on a bicycle 
and I was was wanted to get back to my car, and um, and I kept shouting to the people in the houses, get up on higher ground, and they came out and were putting shutters on their windows and doors and locking their doors for fear of what they might lose. And I go into my car and I go up the hill and, and I'm thinking, Lord, what is this? Are we having revival coming? And, and the Lord spoke to me and, and said, well, if it was revival, what would you do? I said, well, Lord, we would just have some meetings. Of course, that's what we would do. And he said, well, the next revival is not going to come out of your meetings. It's going to come out of my presence. Wow. And being on higher ground means I need to be in his presence more. And little did I know that uh, as I've been reviewing that word, um, people putting their shutters up, it, that wave speaks very much of this coronavirus, just this wave that's hit us. And we're all shuttered. We're all locked in or have been over these last few months. So I've had to revisit that visit, vision again and look at it from even a different perspective. So you're saying that, that um, you feel like that might have been a glimpse, that wave might have been a glimpse of this coronavirus pandemic that we've been experiencing. Yeah, and realizing the Lord never sent us this virus. He's not behind that, it's purely demonic, but the Lord is using the circumstance of us mm -hmm. to get us into higher ground to get us to spend more time with him. I don't know how many trips abroad and stuff I've had canceled this year. There's at least six, seven, maybe eight um, different trips I've had canceled this year. I would have been a, the mightiest uh, frequent flyer with American Airlines this year than ever, but it's not happening. Right. And you said, I love how you said it, um, it it's not going to be a revival of, of, you know, that's coming out of church meetings. Because often when we think of revival in a traditional church context, it's just the church gathering together for a series of meetings, maybe every night for a week or two weeks. Um, but what God was saying to you, it's not, it's not about that. It's about, uh, it's going to come from his presence. Um, can you expound on that a little bit? What do you mean by that? Well, revival is first of all personal, mm. you know. Revive my heart, O oh Lord, you know, as the word says. Peter, uh, uh, David said that, revive my heart, O oh Lord. And, um, and, and I need a revival personally, you know. I love to do things. I love walking by faith and seeing things happen. But God wants my heart more than anything. And all my doing has had to stop so that I just spend time with him. And uh, I was speaking to the guy that leads the Antioch movement. And I said, hey, I don't think you would be sitting in Waco, Texas at the moment. You would be across. He said, definitely. And I said, yeah, but God stopped you because he wants to get your heart. And that's what he's doing with us all at the minute. Yes. And you know, in that vision, you were encouraging people to get up onto higher ground. And so I think that part of that, you know, practically what that can look like is trying to spend time with God. Um, but what does, what does that look like for you sort of over the last few years, but even recently in lockdown, uh, practically, what does that, what does that look like in your own life? 
Well, in my life, it started off that um, I said to the Lord, I would get up five o'clock every morning and just to spend time with him. And I would spend maybe a couple of hours in the prison, you know, praying, reading, doing whatever he asked me to do. Sometimes it was one verse. I remember reading one verse for three months because he was dealing with something in my own life. And, and so it was great the first, probably up till the end of 2017, maybe into 2018. And then it started to get harder. And I wasn't so consistent with it. You know, especially through 2019, I was still getting up, but the prayer, as far as I was concerned, didn't seem to be so good or so intimate with the Lord. And there was distractions would come in here and there. But since the COVID thing, you know, the Lord said, well, tithe me your day. And so I realized that that was meaning two and a half hours, but I, I added another hour. So I spend now from five in the morning till eight in the morning down in our church building, uh, just me spending time with the Lord. I had to get out of my own house to do it and, and just be in a different place, just spending time with them, um, listening to the Lord and praying, you know, just pr and doing whatever he told me to do, really. Yes, and that was part of your response to coming up higher is to, yeah. is to be in the presence of God. Obviously, you know, for some people that might sound like an impossible thing to do, and that's not necessarily what you're saying to all of us, but that's your personal journey in, in your own response to God's initiation with you. And, uh, you know, what would you say to those who perhaps are new to, to the faith um, or wondering what that could what that could look like for them oh yeah well if you're new to the faith welcome aboard as an old fisherman would say to you but yeah i mean having some time with the lord every day is is a good thing and um it's always good if you could do it in the morning but not everybody can but looking for that time and really being disciplined about spending time with the lord now, I'm not spend, saying you spend three hours because you maybe have to go out to work that day. Um, I still have to go out and work. I still have things to do, but um, for you, it may be different. And when we're stepping into a relationship with the Lord, spend 15 minutes, spend half an hour, read your Bible, get hold of how to pray through the Lord's Prayer with real meaning behind every phrase. Um, I'm sure the robots here can help you with that. And, um, you know, just give God that giving of thanks, thanking God for the day that's gone behind and thanking him for what is to come. Very simple little things, but just giving your time to the Lord in that way. Yeah, I think there's, you know, we are each in a different place and there, uh, we each have different seasons. Um, I have young children at home who rise up early, you know, and, but there's a grace for each of us, isn't there, to respond in obedience and out of devotion to God, to, and he'll meet us right where we are in our journey. And, Amen. you know, for you, having, you know, spending this time with God, 
one might think, oh, that must be easy for you because you've been doing it every day. But it, but I, I know that um, talking with you recently, you were saying that actually sometimes there, that there are seasons where you find it difficult. So can you talk to us about that too? Yeah, you know, we all go through storms in life and, uh, and difficulties, things happen to us. And, you know, I felt some pressure recently, you know, this clammy weather that we all understand in Britain. Um, you know, we, we feel that headache, the, pre, the high pressure, you know, of the, of the weather and stuff. And you, you feel a pressure on you and we think, oh, it must be the weather today. Well, it's usually the devil trying to stop us from um, even wanting, trying to distract us away from spending time with the Lord. And this last three weeks have been real tough. I mean, a couple of days there, a couple of few days ago, I think, am I really a Christian? I mean, I'm supposed to be spending this time with God. Am I wasting my time? You know, am I wasting God's time? Well, he lives outside of time anyway. But, um, you know, and it's no matter how long you've known the Lord, there's always these uh, pressures. But it's the perseverance through it that we need to continue to to do really and as we persevere then we make the breakthroughs that we need to make so good so good yeah that's something we've been talking about as a church uh, over the last uh, during this season is the importance of perseverance uh, we don't get very excited about perseverance naturally that's not something that gets celebrated but in james it, it talks about blessed is the man who perseveres in the midst of trial because he's going to receive the crown of life and perseverance is exactly what you're talking about it's 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 continuing to do what you know to do even when it's difficult yeah yeah faith faith is not in your feelings faith is in god Right. And if we went by our feelings, I would be still in bed today, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we don't live by our feelings. We live by faith. And um, we maybe don't see everything in front of us. But by faith, the Lord opens up doors for us and helps us as we continue to walk with him, believing. Right. And I like what you're saying there, too, about what you've been encountering. It's just, you know, uh, over the last three weeks, you've... You've had days where where you're not feeling it, you know, and 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 for those who've known you and known your, you've been a leader in the body of Christ and a voice in the church for a long, long time, and and I think you know we we might experience that and think, oh, you know, J Papa Joe would never experience stuff like that, but even you are encountering <laughs> it, and and it's not you, it's the warfare that you're experiencing as you try to come up higher. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. You know the the the. Um, as it says in Isaiah 54, the, you know, um, it tells us there in verse 17, no weapon forged against us will prosper, and every right. tongue that rises up against us in judgment, at capital U, you will condemn. We're hmm. speaking it out to the Lord. He'll condemn that for us. This is the heritage of the people of God, and our vindication is from the Lord. And so knowing that he's going to speak it out on our behalf um, as we stay sheltered in the high place with him. Joe, why do you feel like this is important? Why is it important for, you know, to, to come up higher? 
Um, what do you think God was trying to say to you through that and, and to the body of Christ, the church, um, through this vision? Well, he's a jealous God. And he loves us so much that he's jealous for that intimate relationship with us. Mm. You know, and, and, and that's what God wants with each and every one of us is to have that intimate relationship with him, with, with him. And that's what revives our heart, you see, because revival doesn't start with us going to a meeting. It starts in our hearts. And he wants to revive us personally before he ever does anything in the nation. And revival starts one person at a time, really. Um, and, but, you know, and, and it just takes that spark. And who knows where that flame is going to go. Right, right, right. And I also think that, that it's the intimacy with God that's going to sustain us in this season, not just, you know, help us survive it, but to actually thrive in the midst of it. We've got to have the supernatural uh, uh, strength of God if we're going to be the people of God uh, that we're called to be in this trying season that we're in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because this, for some people, this has been very, very hard, especially the extroverts. <laughs> now, I'm kind of an introvert, so I'm quite happy just sitting there meditating on the Lord or something like that, you know. Um, and I can get on with that fine. But, uh, um, and you know, I'll go out fishing or I'll do something different. But um, for some people, it's been very, very difficult. But then, no matter who we are, we've got to understand is that God, we, he didn't cause this pandemic but he's using the circumstances to get to our hearts. Well, Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to share this with us. And uh, we are so thankful for you. We're thankful for your input in this church and uh, thankful that for your voice in not only here in Sheffield, but also in our Antioch movement. So blessings to you and Yvonne and all that's happening up there in Banff. We're just so thankful for you. Love you dearly. And uh, we'll see you soon. God bless. God bless you, Joe. Thank you. Well, so good to hear from Joe. I love his wisdom. And I love this vision that he had, this invitation from God to come up higher, to draw near to him, to see things from his perspective. And if you think about it, this is really just an invitation to practice the first commandment, to, to love God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength, and just to, to, to practice it in a more uh, profound way in this season. But as I said at the beginning, that the whole purpose of my message today is just to simply uh, take some time to think about what it means to love God in this season. And, and, and rather than getting into the specifics and giving, because we could talk about that for hours. There's so many ways that that could look for different people. And, and just our unique circumstances mean that it's going to look different for every single person. You know, for Joe, he, he's tithing his time to God and he's getting up at 5 a.m. and he's praying for three hours every day. And that's amazing and that's challenging. And that, I think it'd be amazing if we could do that but we don't all have that kind of space in our schedule. We maybe haven't all developed that sort of capacity uh, for prayer, but all of us have something to give. All of us have some time that we can spend with God. And that's the main theme that I heard in that 
that, that uh, interview is that, is that God is wanting us to spend time with him. Coming up higher means spending time with God. And that makes sense, doesn't it? I once heard somebody say this, and it's always stuck with me, that love is spelled T-I-M-E. Now, obviously, I know that's not how love is spelled. <laughs> but it's conveying a truth that's always stuck with me, and that anything that you love, whether it's a hobby or a pet or a person, you want to spend time with the object of your affection, right? It's the same with God. When we spend time with Him, that is how we love Him. And it's when we spend time with Him that, that God begins to meet with us and transform our hearts and change our thoughts and, 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 and begins to let us experience His love. And that's when it becomes, as we spoke about earlier, the foundation of our faith. You see, it's in those moments that, that we receive God's love for us, and it's so life-changing that it's out of that that we begin to love other people and care for the poor and share our faith and, and, and work, spend time in worship and prayer and do all the, the, the practices of our faith. So I want to encourage you to Find time, find ways to spend more time with God in the season. And it might mean that you're, you know, reading the Bible. It might mean that you're praying. It might mean that you're going for a walk just and enjoying God's creation. All of these ways, there's so many different ways and practices and spiritual disciplines that, that you can employ to spend time with God. And if you don't know where to start, then that's a great question to ask your life group leader, or you can talk to one of us. We'd love to help you learn how to cultivate a rich life together with God. So the question I want to close with this morning is, how can you spend more time with God in this season? How can you cultivate your relationship with God, your love for God, by spending more time with Him in this season? You know, you're the one that knows your schedule the best, and maybe it means that you need to get up earlier, or maybe it need, means that you need to stay up a little bit later. Or, or maybe you've got some space in the middle of the day that you realize, actually, you know, I could use that time to, to spend more time with God. I don't know what it's going to look like for you, but I want to challenge you this morning to actually ask yourself this question. Over the next seven days, how can I spend more time with God? Because this is where our love for God is cultivated. This is where we encounter love himself and, and, and that that love is what transforms us and that love is what sustains us. That, that's the love that allows us to flourish and, and thrive in a season where, where most of us are just trying to survive. So I wanna encourage you to practice this value of devotion to Jesus, of loving God by spending time with him in this season. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that we love because you first loved us. And Lord, I pray that in this season where there's so much going on, so much noise from the world, God, that we would be a people that, that, that know how to say no to some things in order to say yes to you, that know how to set aside time to meet with you day by day, that we might flourish and thrive and, and come alive in this season like never before. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.